ladies and gentlemen, live from the nation's capital, Monsieur Mangus here, recording episode five of season two, The Brady Bunch. End of Regulation is a podcast dedicated to changing the sports and entertainment industry, one episode at a time. We are back at it for another week to bring you the coverage you want and deserve. Join us while we make you laugh, cry, and as always, help you get off. So let's go ahead and get it. I think Joe Flacco is actually a very elite quarterback. I'm supposed to be the franchise player, and we're in here talking about practice. You got my vote. Number one man, greatest quarterback of all time, hands down, Tom Brady. All right, ladies and gentlemen, as always, we want you to know the players that are in the stew tonight. Introducing a kid who is now live from Tennessee. Shakes, how we doing, kid? I'm good. Just had my first official day of work today. Uh, fucking crushed it. We ordered sushi your, into the office. Got your big boy pants on. Yeah, big. got your big boy pants on. Yeah, uh, crushed, crushed some sushi for lunch and then went out for some uh, post-work beers with the, with the fellas. So shit's going well. Next up, West Coast kid, Harry Douglas. How we doing? We're doing good. Uh, fresh off an ASAP concert. Long weekend. Took Monday off just to uh, lick the wounds a little bit. But <laughs> <laughs> we're good. Grow up, Peter Pan. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> took, took Monday off and was still late to the podcast. <laughs> Incredible. Well, last up, uh, a kid who is recovering both physically and emotionally, live from Richmond, Tommy Lasagna. How we doing? Yeah, I am. I'm beat as well. I purposefully scheduled a late morning dental appointment today, um, so I gave myself a few extra hours to sleep in. That's professionalism at its finest. Everybody did take you get notes. any meds? Uh, no, did just you, cleaning. My did you actually great. go to the dentist? Hungover? Yeah. Oh, I, I, it was bad. Oh my Wor- God. It, it was I bad at, anything at worse. the time. But I did get a few hours of sleep. Like, if I had to go in at 7.30 this morning, I probably would have been fired. <sighs> or just missed it. <laughs> oh, you mean work, yeah. Yeah, actual work. Well, ha- well, well happy February, boys. Hey, <laughs> Super Bowl champs. Off. Did I mention that? Did I, yeah, did I yeah, mention yeah, that? yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we yeah, got whatever, you, man. we got you, relax. Football's over, who gives yeah. a shit? Pipe down. <laughs> Alright, well, we'll let you guys uh, in on a little bit of a secret. We'll be talking about not only the Super Bowl, but the halftime horror show that took place. A little bit of hump and dump. We'll wrap it up with some buzzer beaters. And as always, put a little bit of money in your pocket and give you some beating the bookie. So let's go ahead and kick it off right into some banner. First thing I want to discuss with you guys, just very quickly, Nick's future. Been reading a lot about it, been watching a lot about it. They say that there's the potential for KD, Kyrie, and with the first round draft pick, <clears throat> Zion. So, wanted to hear what your guys' thoughts are on this, if this is even potentially possible. At one point, they were even discussing Anthony Davis. So, wanted to hear your guys' thoughts. <clears throat> This, my, my issue with the entire NBA right now is this, like, the, the players controlling the market, the free agency market, and, and the, the, the demand that they have. Like, how, how do these owners not just like, yo, shut the fuck up. This isn't up to you. 
Like, stop, you know, making all this shit up. Because, you know, the Celtics are in the middle of a run. We have Kyrie talking about leaving. AD is top three in basketball, and he's not even fucking playing right now. He's got a hand injury, but his coach is literally just like, no, I'm not going to play him. I don't want him to get hurt. We're not going to risk that. And it's just, it's diminishing the rest of the league right now. I hate it. I hate that we're talking about who's going to get Zion, and we're not even at the all-star break. It's kind of ridiculous. Tom is right. Um, First of all, to actually stick to the question a little bit, New York is where basketball goes to die at this point. I mean, it's been that way for the last fucking 20 years, but um, I wouldn't feel confident at all in them signing either of the two big free agents that that people hope they sign, being KD or Kyrie. Uh, I think Anthony Davis is out of the question at this point, but to piggyback off what Tom said, with the players controlling the free agency market, and it goes beyond that, controlling the fucking trade market, no less. Like, because Anthony Davis wants to go to the Lakers, he's going to end up playing for the Lakers. Like, I, I don't understand that. You know, like, if I were, if I were the Knicks... It's, it's New York versus L.A. You know, like, why in the hell would they be trying to make this shit happen instead of entertain? I would be entertaining any other trade offer except for offers coming from L.A. just out of spite. Well, but we all know how these players are. They do control everything. They're all butt buddies. And, like, soon enough we're going to be saying, seeing Anthony Davis playing with LeBron James just because they want him to be there and he wants to be there. It, so, Tom, I, I do agree with you. However, when... You mentioned bringing up Zion. When you suck as bad as the Knicks suck, all you can do is talk about the future. So I think, like, I brought this up to give the listeners some background context. As you probably saw on our Instagram, uh, Porzingis was traded to the Timberwolves. No, Mavericks. And that freed up— <laughs> He's traded the Mavericks. Mavericks, sorry. That, free, <laughs> that freed up about 72 $72 million worth of cap space was freed up because of Porzingis being traded. So what that leaves you with is this discussion of who you pick up in the first-round draft pick. Because of the summer coming up and free agency, there's going to be a plethora of big players that you can choose from. Uh, so just kind of wanted to think, or ask, I should say, what you think the probability of the three of those playing for the Knicks uh, could be. I, I think it's I think it's a decent probability. It, it's just hard to say because KD, KD has talked about going. Uh, he hasn't really talked about going to the Knicks. He's kind of more talked about just like not leaving Golden State, as you know more so. But it, it's just tough. Like you said to yourself, you know, or Shakes, you said to yourself, as basketball goes to die in New York, and and as long as someone like James Dolan who who has been you know the owner of the Knicks and Rangers for as long as I can remember. They've never put up a competitive team, except for the Rangers for a couple of years, but it's beside the point. I mean, the guy's, A, been a PR nightmare with the whole Charles Oakley getting kicked out of MSG, a dude who was like a, a legend for the Knicks. And, and and he just hasn't brought in the right players. They tried that shit with like Amari Stoudemire and Joe Kim Noah and Derek Rose, and, and that fell flat on its face and, and the, the rebuilds that happened before. So, you know, it, it's not really going to, he's not really going to go away because no one has a say unless, he's, unless he decides to sell him. But, they need to fix it from the top. Like, you know, you can try to go get these guys, but, you know, the, the ownership group they have in place, and and I, don't, and I don't really know their GM that well, but apparently, like, this is a good move in terms of rebuilding, but the ownership group they have in place is, is more detrimental to them, you know, to the Knicks overall than, than it is, you know, the head coach or, or the players that they have. So 
unless there's a fix there, I just don't see the Knicks, you know, getting the players they want. Or, you know, they can get whoever they want in the draft, depending on their pick. But I just don't think free agents see the Knicks as a, as a, a, a viable place to go to go win championships. And I don't think that will change for the foreseeable future. Yeah, but I think if you if you kind of look at the current environment of the NBA where you have players that are straight up just coaching teams, um, I think you could have a situation where you have players like KD or Kyrie kind of taking the reins in New York. It is, in my opinion, the best city in the fucking world. So there's the aspect of going there, playing in MSG, um, there are their perks. I do agree with you that from the top, it's a fucking disaster, but I don't think that's going to change. So I don't know. I'm praying. This is this is kind of me praying just because, as you said, the, the Rangers have kind of been in a rut and the Knicks have been in a rut, and so it'd be fucking nice to see something Especially happen. when you have, Bo- on, on, especially when you have Boston sports fucking dominating pretty much across the board. That it, it, Thank you, Harrison. It just thank sucks you. to be a New York fan at this time and day, and like, the Yankees are competitive, yeah. but they just aren't that – they're not competitive enough. And, and then the rest of it not, is just a shit show. Not even not even just, like, New York fans, but not being a Boston sports fan in general, regardless of your, you know, your teams, I just don't know how people do it. I would fuck – I would lose my mind. I, I, I just feel bad Tom, for all – Tom, each and Tom every one of you. I, I am losing my fucking mind. I would believe that, okay. man. Plenty of room on the bandwagon. Don't ever forget yeah, that. That's, fuck that's why off. We yeah, of course. Yeah, get out of here with that shit. I'll never jump on the Boston bandwagon. Are you crazy? Yeah. Well. All right. Well, let's uh, let's move on here. Uh, wanted to bring this up just because it was obviously a hot topic on social media, and uh, obviously after it had finished, the halftime show, halftime horror, I like to call it. Adam Levine, if you're listening, are you good, dog? Because that was quite something. Um, don't know if you guys kind of saw all the stuff that was circulating, uh, but it was, in my opinion, pretty brutal. It was the cherry on top of a, in my opinion, dreadful Super Bowl. So wasn't all that much surprised, but wasn't impressed by Travis Scott. 30 seconds of his song. <laughs> Wasn't impressed by Big Boy's one song. Uh, wasn't impressed by Adam Levine basically dry humping the shit out of a microphone on stage. But w- would love Dude, to hear from you guys. <laughs> yeah, total shit show. By the way, did you see Travis Scott fall off stage? Unbelievable, Incredible. man. Yeah, he was. <laughs> what he was is that not guy? Good. Just fucking blasted. He literally walked off um, of the stage. Not, not to, not to be that guy, but I actually think that was from that was footage from a, a different no episode. Shit. Like that wasn't I, from this weekend. I I agree because I was looking at it, it was a completely yeah. different outfit. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. that that wasn't that's this fucked weekend. up. Fuck the internet. First just, of all, you just got. I got played, played big oh. time, dude. I was like showing that off today. You like just got got. I was like I was like yeah, check yeah, this out. And, and everyone's like got. oh that's crazy. And now that I heard that, I'm I'm a little bit embarrassed. Um, but on on the other hand, like I didn't understand. I've listened to Sicko Mode probably a thousand times, and I did not understand a single word that Travis Scott said during his performance. It's, it's it no. just sounded off, and then the best then part he was, was the SpongeBob. That's what I mean. Quick shout out, SpongeBob fucking SquarePants making a Super Bowl appearance. Highlight. That's where we how, are. How that's that that's where we are as a, as a society. We got SpongeBob coming on at, at Super Bowl halftime. Uh, I I uh, 
I might add that that was probably my favorite part of the show. I mean, yeah, because I always loved that video when it came out, like, you know, doing the, with the guys playing the trumpet, was that the Bubble Bowl, whatever it's called? I always thought that was dope, but I was just surprised that they put it in, in the Super Bowl halftime. It was great. Well, um, on the Super Bowl note, I don't know if you guys caught this, most likely did, as you all wet yourself at night uh, to Game of Thrones, but the kind of Bud Light PR suicide stunt that they pulled uh, with whatever you guys like to call them, the main night, taking down the Bud Light night. The Bud Night. Oh, it was yeah, the mountain. No, the, it was the mountain, dude. No, you're not. Mountain, you're not doing this justice, the, yeah, dude. I don't know the game. Oh, of Thrones see, that's what's up. Go, no, go to the mountain night under Thrones. a rock. The, the the mountain night took down the Bud Light night, and then a fucking dragon came in and basically incinerated the entire village. So it's like you just killed your mascot. What? What? Do I think do? that was on purpose, dude. On? I think they're where, moving where on. That here? was that was that ad campaign was is was finished last night. Yeah. Absolutely. You think the dilly dilly? I think done. so. Yeah, absolutely. I I yeah. will say I thought winter came for the Bud Night. I think yeah. I think that's all over. I do think the the commercial is weird and and I didn't love it. Everyone was like, "Oh, Game of Thrones won the Super Bowl." I was like, I didn't really like the commercial. I just you know it was kind of just stupid and weird, and it was weird for Game of Thrones to have a plug in a Bud Light ad. Um, here's here's why. I'm predicting this now. We were talking about it last week with the Bud Bud Night prop bets. I had a feeling that this was going to be the end of it, and this is not a, a, a PR nightmare, but this is going to be genius, because in about a month's time, when Thrones is nearer, Bud Light is going to start printing Game of Thrones Bud Light cans, and they're going to sell like fucking yeah. wildfire. You know what? 100%. I like that. I already, like, That's a good call, Tom. It's going to happen, and just like that, everybody in the world, well, except for you, is going to be drinking Bud Light while watching Game of Thrones. I mean, I'll be drinking Bud Lights, just not watching Game of Thrones. I'll tell you that much. Um, with that being said, favorite commercial of the Super Bowl. While we're on the topic of Super Bowls, uh, I like the I liked all of the T-Mobile ads. Kind of, kind of a uh, a bit of a dark horse, but the uh, text messaging stuff that they did. Yeah, I, I thought those I are I thought that. those are good. I've seen videos like that before, and they're always funny. Where he's like, hey, what's wrong? And she just types out that, like, massive fucking list of stuff. I, I was like, yeah, that's, that's good. You know, got a good laugh. And uh, I thought that was, yeah, that was kind of my dark horse, that, like, you know, good ad campaign for the Super Bowl. That's that's a good point. There's been, like, there uh, like on more than one occasion, there was, like, some integration of an internet meme. Just like with the halftime show and the SpongeBob and the trumpets. Yeah. And then uh, it's that's an interesting marketing scheme. I'm on one tonight. I'm about to start a new new company. Here we go, Tom. Just, just do it with uh, regulation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just get in. It's a branch <laughs> of the company. I, th- I think my favorite commercial was the one with all the players where uh, Marshawn's like trying to lick the cake and then the football oh, yeah, falls, yeah. and it's just like a madhouse. Yeah, and I thought that NFL was NFL 100. Funny. I think it's 100-year anniversary. That was a good one. It was a little bit... Brent, was, what were your thoughts on the Jeff Bridges commercial? Um, You know, we'd sort of gotten a teaser a couple weeks ago about the... Uh, Jeff Bridges sort of um, renewing the Big Lebowski role. Um, and I, I don't know. I just expected a lot more. I mean, don't get me wrong. It's it's always nice to hear the song, the Bob Dylan song, Man and Me. 
And then, uh, so, you know, that, that came on, and, of course, everyone got erect for a little bit. But then it turned out he just shared the commercial with that horse, Sarah Jessica, Sarah Jessica Parker. And uh, I wanted more, you know. I, I want, hell, I sort of, when it all first came out a couple of weeks ago, I thought maybe we were in for a sequel or a little short movie or something. Uh, but this is this is all we got. So, eh, I'm, I'm indifferent, but it's always nice to see Jeff Bridges and, and Lebowski. Man, she was not being uh she was she was not hiding those titidactyls i'll tell you that much <laughs> that commercial made sure to expose her bosoms as much as possible but uh yeah i i, I dug it the butchering of the name the waiter dropping you know the tray i thought it was good stuff you know you can never go wrong with jeff bridges but i'm excited let's get into fucking hump it or dump it boys i've got a couple of good ideas that i threw on here Want to hear what you guys think? I'll kick it over to Harry to start us off. Been hearing a lot of hype about people. I I'm, I actually am sad to admit that I I know some individuals that partake. Male manicures, not not getting your shit painted, uh, but just going to get your shit cleaned up. Harry, uh, no, not 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 much not much <laughs> yeah. to add for this. I just. Not something that's uh, really in the cards. I like you said. I know some people that do this as well. Not going to name names. Not going to put anyone on blast like that. But uh, yeah, just no. Um, do it. Yeah. Me. All right, shakes. Let's see what you have to say. I'm I'm not about it. So that's where my stance is, and for will be for as long as I uh, probably live. But let's let's see what you got, shakes. Yeah, I mean, I'm dumping this times <laughs> a thousand. Of course, <laughs> I'm a I'm the fucking son of a farmer. If any of my friends are getting manicures, we're no longer friends. I'll just leave it at that. Go fuck yourself. Tommy? Dump. Next. Next. Yeah, that's a unanimous dump. All right, I like it. Um, All right, so some people like toilet paper. Some people like wet wipes. What are your thoughts on wet wipes? As toilet paper? Skidless shorts. No, it's like it's like wet toilet paper. Yeah. You know what yeah. I'm talking about. Uh, I'm thinking of like Clorox wipes. No, Tom. No, dude, I'm not trying to burn your anus. It's got chemicals in it, bro. What's wrong with you? Uh, I'm I'm gonna yeah, I'm gonna I'm just it, gonna jump it. out and and uh, and say I'm I'm about them. I don't not not for every time use, but you know, there's just some times where you're like you know it just needs an extra an extra clean down there, and so. Just... Have you ever used a bidet? No. Oh, thank God. I no. was about to turn the fucking chat off. Just <laughs> gone. Podcast is over for tonight. This is a bidet. So, yeah. Uh, I've, I have a question for using these. After you use the wet wipe, do you go back with the dry paper to, like, dry everything up? No, nah, because then you get shit It seems like you'd have sticks. to. No, no, no. That, that's feel like, like it uh, would get all, like, wet and, what, like, sticky Yeah, then, down well, then you just sit on your wet butthole. It's not like wet. It's like, it's not like, it's, it's not like you're, like, like, sitting under the sink and just, like, dumping water into your ass cheeks. Just a moist yeah, towel. Hey, son of a farmer, what are, what are your thoughts on wet wipes? I, I mean, I don't necessarily hate it. I'm pretty indifferent here. Uh, depends on how messy you are, I suppose. Like, hell, whatever works, man. I I, I prefer clean asshole. That's so, uh, <laughs> however, whatever it takes to get your butt clean, just get it clean and go back to work. <laughs> All right, so we got two. We got two. Uh, we got two humps. I'm gonna dump it. I, I'm, there's nothing that freaks me out more than like a a moist butt. Uh, I've already got swamp ass, so it, it's like I'm out. 
Tom, what are you thinking? I'm not too. It just sounds like constant swamp ass. I never have tried it. I've made it nearly 26 years without it. I can keep going without it. Would you if if you had the nice. option to use one of those new toilets that like you know sprays some water in there? Would you use it? Probably not. What? Nah, man. Going in there and doing your due diligence—that's like a rite of passage. I don't need something like dealing with, you know, my man parts. I can just imagine Gardner getting a little spray and just like jumping off the fucking toilet. <laughs> yeah, I'm out. I'd be, oh, I'd be walking out. Kind of like that. <laughs> clean, clean or not, I'm walking out. <laughs> well, speaking of clean, uh, also on the kind of male hygiene etiquette, weird things that i do not take part in so that's my thing dump it uh taking baths uh what are you what are your thoughts on this um i might take one bath a year maybe and it's only if i have like a deathly sickness <laughs> you know that's all right it. well i, I dig that sit in your own filth you know that's good yeah see that's that's the thing i don't i'll say this when i take a bath i don't fucking bathe in the bath it's just to sit in some hot ass water and like clear my passages up um so i can fucking breathe but i'm i'm not a big i'm not gonna like bathe and scrub my fucking filth <laughs> off in the bath and then like take a dip with my face and like try and clean my what hair you like, what do you, like, you know like i that doesn't make like any blowing sense snot rockets into the water <laughs> that also pour some epsom salt oh. in there you know fucking get get it get it pumping get get my nasal nice, passages nice. all freed up uh, he's learning how take to a little, swim. take a little bump of some epsom salt that's what we call it <laughs> Uh, He's taking swim lessons yeah. in there. <laughs> yeah. I, I agree with Brent here. A little like rule of thumb. If you share a bathroom with anybody, do not bathe in it. Absolutely not in that First, case. Yeah, so hell. I like I couldn't tell you the last time I took a bath until I had my own bathroom. And like I don't do it very often, but it is very relaxing. So I'm yeah. humping. I've been hey, living Tom. by myself for three and a half years, so it's it's okay that I've done it maybe twice in mm-hmm. that time. Hey Tom, last week I used your shower. That's okay. Ooh. I haven't bathed just in a while. Just remember that. Period. Just I just haven't that. bathed in a while. <laughs> shower or bath. All right. Well, on the topic of water, um, someone that we're all very fond of, Frank Reynolds, loves these, but want to hear what your thoughts are. Water parks. Yeah, maybe when I was ten. Now I'm like, no, I will, no, no, nah, like, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm dumping it. It, they're just gross. They're like cesspools of kid germs and piss, and that's. I, I just don't trust public that's water my like thing. that. Like, here's here's the thing. I put I put amusement parks on here too, but I figured that was kind of more of like a unanimous, like hump. <clears throat> but at the same time, both of them are just cesspools, man. They are fucking petri dishes. They're unsafe. I'm not about that action, no. boss. Like. You can I'd put as much chlorine in the fucking elsewhere. world into those into that water, and I'm still not going to get in. Yeah. You can count me out on anything where you have to pay money to enter into a fenced-in area surrounded by thousands <laughs> of people. <laughs> you know? <laughs> like, that's well, I'm, I'm so far out on anything involving on, that. On that note, I was going to put on their festivals. That's a fenced-in area. Thousands of people you pay money to go to. Uh, you've got me. I, I wish fenced, I could fence an area with people on drugs. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but th- that's see, that's the thing. At least you can smoke weed and do other shit in festivals. And there's no children, yeah. and, like no unsupervised children running around causing Correct. havoc. Correct. Thank you, Tom. Hopefully, hopefully, no one's shitting or pissing either. <laughs> uh, that happens. <laughs> All right. Well, last on the uh, docket. This is excluding 
big trips where you've got like a shitload of luggage or golf bags or surfboards i'm trying to, to kind of weed all that shit out before just you just a weekend some, trip yeah before you throw me some curveballs roller suitcases what are our thoughts way out that's what that's what nice little ll bean weekender bags were yep. invented for so you don't have to be fucking carrying your stupid willy rolly thing through the airport agreed yeah you wheel that shit right up your ass because we don't want that here <laughs> Such a poor person move. I'm I'm dumping the shit out of this. Like when I see Tom this, sitting over here, like, oh man, I gotta do something with my wheelie bag. <laughs> yeah, I see it in the background. See it right I see there. It. I, see it. <laughs> I mean, I I get it. Like I would just throw it in a duffel bag if it was a trip like that. But if I mean, there there is a time and place where you're like, all right, I'm not lugging this 50 pound bag of shit through the airport. What's just, that pl- just what's for that my time pride. And place? Like if you're going on a trip that's like more than a week, I don't know. It depends on how much clothes you got to bring. Yeah, I mean a week a week qualifies, I think. Yeah, yeah, that 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 qualifies. I'll give you that much. Well, that's all we got for hump it and dump it, ladies and gentlemen. We're gonna go ahead and throw some stuff on our social media to see if there are any bites. See if there's anything you'd like to see next week. Let's go ahead and kick it off for the main chunk here for Super Bowl Fifty Three rundown. Quick summary. Get it right out of the way. Patriots won a six fucking Super Bowl. It yes, sir. Came, it went. It happened. They won with a 13-3 victory over Jared Goff, Sean McVay, and the LA Rams. To give you guys some quarterback stats before Tom goes on a tangent, Jared Goff went 19 for 38 with zero touchdowns and one interception. The great went 21 and 35 with zero touchdowns and one interception. Wanted to turn this over to you guys to hear what your initial thoughts are on the game, Tom's performance. Go ahead. Actually, you know what? We'll, we'll let Tom get out of the way. You go, You go, my friend. You want me to go first? Let me, yeah, go for let it. Let me be clear when I say this. Tom Brady is the greatest quarterback of all time. The rings prove it. Being said... Super Bowl 53 was won by Bill Belichick. This one was for Bill. Can, can, can I can I say something? Yes. Yes. I would give you that the Patriots are the greatest of all time. Thank you. Yep. I would not give you that that Tom is the greatest of all time, and, and then I'll let you continue. <laughs> uh, let me let me I don't know about pick that. up here. Just quick thought. As I talked about, Tom was making fun of us in the little pregame here, making fun of me, rather, about my my reference to the Peyton Manning tweet a few weeks ago where, whatever, I won't go down that road again. Yeah, we're not bringing but it back. But all we're, all, we're all we're looking at here is another fucking game in the postseason in which Tom isn't very good, throws for more picks than touchdowns, and his team still wins. And his fucking team, just like I talked about two weeks ago, his team and his defense held – you know, arguably the second or third most prolific offense in the league this year to fucking three points. Todd Gurley got 11 total touches. He had 35 yards rushing. That's just what the Patriots do. They game plan your ass. They take away your <clears throat> offense completely, and then they win. And Tom Brady, who throws fucking three-yard outs to Julian Edelman all game long, and then Edelman breaks open on third downs all game long and saves his dumb ass. They win. So here we are, another zero touchdown, one interception performance by Brady, aka the goat in Tom's mind, and he's a Super Bowl champ. All right, let me uh, let me jog your memory real quick. Where Tom Brady <laughs> threw for 500 yards last year, 
and five touchdowns. I know we lost. So to jog your memory even further, let's go back to 2007 where Peyton Manning. Yeah, let's go back a dozen. Peyton Manning, Super Bowl champion, one touchdown, one interception, 247 yards. Tom, that's one more touchdown than Brady threw last yesterday. All right, let's fast forward to Super Bowl 50. Peyton Manning, zero touchdowns, one pick, 13 of 23 for 141 yards. And you're telling me that that fucking defense didn't win him his second ring? Get the fuck out of here. I'm not out telling here. you that. Right, right. that at all. Good night. I, I I'm not telling you that at all. Oh, the difference God. between me and you, Casket. Tom, Good is night. I can I can sit Good here night. right now and admit that Von Miller and the fucking Broncos defense did win that Super Bowl, but you can't admit that the Patriots defense last night and Bill Belichick have won nearly all Shakes. of What do you mean, Super dude? Bowls. That's the Shakes. first thing I said. You're not even fucking listening, dude. Go to bed. I started out. I, I, I said this was on. I Bill. will go to bed if I have to watch another fucking stupid game like last night. It'll put me yeah. to sleep hey, just hey, like it did I, last I, night. I, yeah, I knew done. he was going to do night. this. Good night, so, Brent. To, Good night. To put it into perspective, shout out to Brent. Peyton Manning, while he was out for the 2011 season, the Colts went two and fourteen. This is all a testament to the fact that the Patriots don't need Brady. Brady needs the Patriots. Mm. In 2016, because you're throwing back throwbacks, <coughs> Jimmy G took the Pats 3-1 and one when Brady was out for a four-game suspension. Oh, and then in 2008, Matt Castle led the Pats to an 11-5 record when Brady was out for a whole knee inju- with his whole knee injury. Mm-hmm. Then he went to Kansas City and took the Chiefs to the playoffs. I got it for days. What do you guys want? What, what, what I'm, what, what, what what I'm you, saying what is I'll give, you, what I'll give you is that the Patriots are the greatest of all time. Tom Brady is not. The last 15 drunk. seasons, you're he's had the drunk. top 13, 10, sorry, for the last 15 seasons, had the top 13, 10 defense, top 10 defense. I don't believe that. On, on, on his side. Yeah, that's a fact, man. I swear to God. I doubt it. I knew you were going to bring this up, so I wanted to, because I, I, look, I think Belichick and the Patriots are a fucking unbelievable dynasty. But I'm sick and tired of saying of people saying that Tom Brady is this fucking goat and he's this legend because if you've looked at his stats, I, you can bring up these stats and what he's done right. in the regular I'm, season. I'm but done. dude, I'm done. I'm what, done. What did he do yesterday? There's he no, did nothing. The punter no should have gotten there's the MVP. No sense in arguing with you guys anymore. This is fucking. I feel bad for will you. Will you just will you just agree with me that it's not fucking Tom Brady? No, dude. You're so drunk right now. <laughs> I wish up. I was. Dude, you're you're. you're you're ridiculous. This is ridiculous. Move on. The only, what's next? Does anyone know? Speaking of moving on, does anyone actually know what's going on with Todd? No, Brady? dude. Apparently, he was saying that he's fine and that he's happy with the way they used him, which I just do not believe whatsoever. That can't whatsoever. be true. That's what That's he said, I guess, bold, after the game. Bold face lie. It's, dude, I, I need touches. to know. And four in the previous game, I need to know what the hell is going on with Todd Gurley. Because there's obviously something. Well, it's not even just a – I mean, they ran the ball in, in a – Here's what's super stupid for all the genius that everyone says uh, Sean McVay is. Not only did Gurley only run the ball 10 times, but as a team, the Rams only ran, ran the ball 18 times. And when you're in a low-scoring game like that where it's about possession, yes. you know, like the, the Pats possessed, I think they had the ball for, I don't know, freaking 11 or 12 minutes of the 15 in the first quarter in a 0-0 game. Like, why are you not... Just just abuse the run. Even if you can't establish it, keep going back to it. You know what I mean? And and for them to spend the entire game in a 13-3 to outcome, only running the ball 18 times total, 
That is yeah. ludicrous, especially considering, I mean, Gurley should have had at least 18 touches by himself. So I, I don't understand what the Rams were trying to get at. Obviously, the passing game, you know, Goff was under duress the entire time. In fact, you know, I'll give a ton of credit to the pass, pass rush. Uh, they were abusing him early and often. So at that point, you know, I don't know why you're not running more screens, bubble screens to uh, what's-his-face, who's the stud little wide receiver that they have. Uh, Brandon Cooks? Yes, Brandon Cooks, which, of course, you know, if he had a few big catches in the game, but you, you have to shorten the field, go for some, you know, quick, easy completions, get the ball out of Goff's hand, and also establish the run, and they just completely went away Right, from and, and that's a good point. Like, Jared Goff is not their primary offensive weapon. It's Todd, it's Todd Gurley, Brandon Cooks, and, and that's pretty much it. And, and at the end of the day, like, you know, their offense isn't, you know, in the beginning of the season, yes, they were high-powered when they had Cooper Cup because he added a little bit of a different dynamic. But Jared Goff is not, he's not that caliber of quarterback to win a Super Bowl by himself. Um, no. And, and with that said, I mean, my, Man, he, not looked, yet. he looked absolutely lost out there. He did. And, and, and yeah. the Pats, I saw, a, I saw a push notification that the Pats were convinced that if the game came down to Jared Goff having to beat them, he would shit his pants. That's, like, actually what they said. And, and he kind of did. I mean, he did. Yeah. There, there was that play, uh, like, as the second half was closing, where whatever broke down and he rolled out to the right, and Kyle Van Noy blitzed from, like, middle linebacker spot, and he had, like, 10 yards of vision, and he just took the hit. He didn't throw the ball away. He didn't, you know. Yeah, he looked scared. He he, he froze. He froze, and he just took the sack. <laughs> yeah, he, he did. did. A couple he times. He fucking just stood in his fucking tracks. But I, I, I'll, I, mean, I will say, I mean, all right, granted, yes, congrats to the, to the Pats. Congrats, Tom Brady, whatever. Greatest quarterback probably of all, you know, of all time. Definitely one of the best competitors in all of sports, maybe ever. Um, but I will say this game would have been a lot more exciting and a lot better of a game had the New Orleans Saints been on the other side of the field. They would have destroyed the Patriots. I, I don't, and I think it would have been higher scoring because I don't think the Saints' D is, is what the Rams' D is, but their offense is, is more complete and more dynamic and a better quarterback. Yeah, I mean, if, if the Saints are there, it's a, it, obviously it's a different game, but I'm glad you brought this up too because I can't get over how fucking butthurt and petty all of New Orleans still is. They held like a protest rally for the game. Players are tweeting jabs at the Rams. Like, get over it. You're fucking grown ass men, and you lost the game. I'd be pissed. It's sad. I'd be I can't pissed. Imagine how butthurt and stupid you would be acting if it happened yes. to your team, Tom. All right. Well, my team won the Super Bowl, so we can cut it with the what ifs, and we'll just leave it at that. Uh, but this, this, I fucking this hate crying, <laughs> dude. Sorry, you don't like facts. Um, but th- th- this sadness, I tweeted about it earlier. Like, I can't tell if this pettiness is more or less than when UCF crowned themselves national champions after an undefeated season in college football. Uh, it's the same same level shit. Like, get it get it together, guys. Come on, uh, dude. All I know is I'd be fucking pissed. I I, I not even as a Saints fan, I am pissed because I just know that at the end of the day, they were the team that rightfully should have won that game but even with 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 hypothetics aside of like what what could have been i i i just still completely disagree with with tom on on the fact that he's the last thing i'll say is between this between the on-field performance and the halftime performance 
That was the worst Super Bowl in my life, <laughs> without you. a yeah. doubt. I was about to say, we're speaking about the GOAT, but we should be speaking about the WOAT, which was Super Bowl 53. Yeah, yeah worst of all time, by far. I agree. I, I slept, to be honest, I slept through the entire second quarter and fourth quarter. <laughs> um, and you know what? Just tic-tac-toe three in a row, I'll, I'll throw the commercials in there as well. So between the on-field performance, the halftime show, and the commercials, it was the biggest waste of three and a half or yeah. four hours yes. of my life. I'll put it into perspective for you. I fucking played Jenga with Kraus. Oh, uh, my God. I wish for, you hadn't said that out loud. For, for a quarter. That's that's how brutal it was. Poor Kraus. But with that being said, let's go ahead and kick it off to beating the bookie. Just because the football season has come to an end doesn't mean the gambling season is over as well. Let's go ahead and strike while the iron is hot. We went 24 for 9 last week. No thanks to me. Uh, but I'll turn it over to some of the gentlemen that you can uh, send appreciations to. So, uh, Brent, I'll go ahead and kick it over to you for your Vols. Uh, yeah. So, as far as beating the bookie goes, tomorrow night, uh, former Tennessee head coach Conzo Martin, who is now uh, absolutely doing the same underwhelming pr- job he's always done at every stop he's had. Um bringing his Missouri Tigers to Knoxville to play the Vols this this week. Uh, Tennessee's favored by 17 points. Uh, good for them because so far in the SEC, in tournament play, our average margin of victory is like 18.8 points. So uh, combine that with the fact that we're playing at home. It's a sellout. Everyone hates Conzo. Um, we're we're going to beat the dog shit out of them. Vols have won 17 games in a row now. Uh, longest, longest streak in program history. We're the number one team in the nation. Uh, don't don't see them slowing down whatsoever. If I had to guess, I'd say we beat them by at least 22 points. I'll call it 24. Um, same same exact uh, margin of victory that we beat them at at their place earlier in this e- early in the season. And the Tigers have lost, I think, five of the seven games they've played since then. So they're slumping. We're on fire, and the fire is not going out. Go Vols! Go Vols! I I do like that pick. Um, Tennessee, the top four teams. Uh, haven't changed in like a month, and, and rightfully so. Uh, and Tennessee's at the, the head of that four-team monster. Last thing I'll say, sorry, Tom, is last game we played uh, this past you know Saturday at Texas A&M, we had five players score 14 or more points. Uh, when you we've also had five different players score 20 or more this season. So when you when you we lead the nation in assists, when you're sharing the ball like that offensively. I mean, what what are you going to do? You know, Tigers don't stand a chance, so take it away, Tom. Uh, well, we're going to shift gears here to the A-10. As a uh, VCU graduate student, I got my eyes all over the A-10. And tomorrow night, St. Joe's is heading to play LaSalle. Uh, not your, you know, average top 25 matchup, so to speak. But uh, It's LaSalle. It's a pasta dish. They're, uh, oh. So St. Saint, Saint oh. Joe's is two-point underdogs. And I like them to cover this. They've been playing some of the the, the top tier teams in the A10. You know, Dayton, um, St. Louis, uh, and they, they're fair, they've fared all, all right. But LaSalle has just been like clawing against the bottom feeders of the A10, and I consider them to be another bottom feeder in the A10. I think St. Joe's takes care of business. I, I didn't see a money line, but if a money line is out tomorrow, I'm probably just going to take that. 
And that's it. All right, word. Um, Harry Douglas. Yeah, I got. For us, kid. So St. John's is going to be traveling to Marquette. Um, and so last time these two teams met, Marquette lost by 20. And that game was at St. John's. But since then, Marquette has won eight straight and has been putting on an absolute clinic behind Marcus Howard, who's a uh, player of the year candidate. Uh, he's had 30, uh, or he's had six 30 point games this season since uh, St. John's held him to eight points on New Year's Day. Uh, and so looking for this to be a big revenge game for Marquette. Uh, they're gonna they're gonna put the gas to the, you know pedal to the floor and uh, and and wipe the floor and uh, should be able to cover six and a half points pretty easily. Yes, sir. Um, and I, I do have one more real quick. Uh, tomorrow night, number thirteen Kansas is heading to Kansas State, and Kansas State is a one and a half point underdog, and I kind of like it here. The Jayhawks really haven't been the same since losing uh, their center Udonis Azabuke. And on the road this year, the Jayhawks are only 1-5, which is surprising. But they just don't seem to really be the Kansas of the last three or four years. Um, meanwhile, Kansas State, fun fact, they returned all five of their starters from last year's Elite Eight team. And I, don't, I just don't know why they're not ranked yet. I think they're a top 15 team easily. And I think they take care of Kansas at home tomorrow night and show everyone you know, they're the real deal. They're here to stay. K-State, minus one and a half. Lock it up. Well, ladies and gentlemen, like we said, 24-9 and nine last week. Do not miss out. Get these locked in. We are recording tonight. Some of these games start as soon as you will be listening to these episodes. So get them in ASAP. Let's go ahead and close things out here tonight. We'll turn it over to Harrison to start us off. What do you got for us? Yeah, so quick update on a, a topic we don't really cover too often. That is the English Premier League. Uh, I had the chance to watch Liverpool and West Ham duke it out today. That was a 1-1 draw. So as it stands right now, uh, Manchester City, which is the club that I follow and root for, is three points down, um, coming into like the kind of the final stretch of the season. And going to be a lot of big games going on, so I'll try to keep us updated as it comes uh, maybe some picks and things like that, but should be a pretty much a two-horse race for the rest of the season. And uh, Liverpool and Man City will play later this season, which will be pretty much a, a huge deciding game for who's going to take the Premier League this year. Uh, so just want to keep that uh, keep that top of mind for everybody. Man, we should get Lawrence back on here and maybe teach him how to use a computer. <laughs> yeah, we'll we'll try and do that this time, no doubt about it. <laughs> for sure. All right, Tom, what do you got for us? Uh, first off, shout out to Ricky Fowler for winning his fifth major at the Waste Management Open this year. Big Dick Rick. Yeah, the crowd, the entire crowd was just yelling Big Dick Rick, and he was eating it up. Um, fought through a lot of adversity Sunday, including bad weather and a couple um, early fuck-ups. And he had one uh, shot off like the, the, the cart path or the walking path, whatever you want to call it, and he ended up saving par, um, and he was able to stick it together and I was happy for him. I think Rick's good for golf, and you know when when he's uh, on his game, it's it, it's fun to watch. Yeah. Um, he tried to lose. And he tried secondly, to lose it, that's it. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, secondly, we hit on this earlier. Uh, the Anthony Davis frenzy. I won't get too much into it, but and to put it in perspective, the Lakers offered Lonzo Ball, Kyle Kuzma, Brandon Ingram and two draft picks for him. Uh, packages with Rajon Rondo, Michael Beasley. Like, the Lake Magic is literally throwing the entire franchise 
at New Orleans, and they're just saying no. So I, I know we hit on a little bit earlier, but I don't know where he's going to go. I don't know what the fuck the New Orleans Pelicans are thinking. If he's just going to sign there next season, why not just take that package with all those prospects? I mean, Monzo Ball is what he is, comes with the baggage. Brandon Ingram is nasty. Kyle Kuzma is nasty. Rajon Rondo is a seasoned veteran um, that can continue working with him and the draft picks. Like, come on, what what are you doing, New Orleans? Just fucking pull the trigger. Do you think? Do you think even with? I mean, obviously there will be some other players involved, but with Anthony Davis uh, and LeBron, they will be able to get it done in the West against the Warriors. If they're on the same team, they're probably going to go eighty-two and zero. Probably. You, you can make a case for the best two players all right. in all of basketball on the same team. Man, that would be fucking cool to see. But not as cool as KD, Kyrie, and Zion. I'm telling you. <laughs> we'll, we'll see about that. Well, I'll wrap it up here before I turn it over to our buddy in Tennessee to give us a little bit of music history. But shout out to Melania Trump. Just absolute dime thank you for being you check out our instagram thank you as always for joining us tonight if you're not already please make sure to check us out on social media twitter instagram facebook the works additionally make sure to click and subscribe on itunes and spotify the boys are making big moves so you want to stay up to date on our weekly released episodes by doing so now let's turn it over to Shakes for a little music history. Uh, yeah. Thank you, Gardner and fellows. Um, on this day in 1976, uh, Fleetwood Mac released their single Rhiannon, which is one of the most badass fucking songs of all time. If you're not a Stevie Nicks fan, I hate it for you. That's a tough scene. But here we go with a little bit of Rhiannon. I'll see you boys next week. Peace. Peace.